Hey everyone, Isaiah here. Thank you guys for listening. I'm rather late into our first recording of this episode. The audio file got corrupted and unfortunately we weren't able to use any of that audio. But uh, we were able to, you know, go back and re-record everything. And that's kind of why the episode's release got a little prolonged. But um, without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Hey everyone, I'm Isaiah, and welcome to Making Sense of What If. Hey, it's Kaylee. I think this podcast stuff was probably harder than I like originally expected it's going to be. I'm kind of tired after well, doing you... like a billion takes of the intro. But that's what it takes to have a podcast. You have to do a few takes, Isaiah. Um. Besides that, how how have you been like doing during this this quarantine? quarantine period? Yeah. I've done how's, how's quarantine been treating you? Basically? I did I did schoolwork for the last for the first like two weeks I think, and then I just you know that feeling when you just don't want to do anything, <laughs> like not even get out of bed. Is it called depression? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I just did not want to do it. <laughs> I, I I feel it. Do you, do you like? It's how, like are you... it's like I was sitting in bed and I was like, I want to do my homework, but am I? No. I might just not. You know. And I have an AP test in like four days. Yeah, that's what Listen. I was gonna ask. How you? How, how confident are you feeling about taking this AP test? It's an open book, so we're gonna see. Um, probably. No, probably like the actual test, like the exam. Are you taking? Yeah, that? it's open book. It's open book. For real? Yeah, col- College Board made all like I'm pretty sure most tests open book. Have you looked at any of the information? What the hell? No. You haven't really. been looking at the College Board website? No. <laughs> but I, I've just been trying to catch up on work, basically. Came for it. They came for your <laughs> unpreparedness. Uh. Damn. Well, I didn't know that. How how the hell are we supposed to get college credit for this if it, they're all open book? Because it's still you're still doing work. I mean, mine are FRQs, so. I might have to fact check that later. But, um... Oh, fact yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, give um, me some questions, Isaiah. Yeah, let's get let's get in, um, to... We, I mean... So, yeah, on the podcast, we're going to be answering questions that you guys send in to us. And, um, I do have a few here that I got from Instagram. Um... So, the first question? Yeah, our first question comes from Clarissa from Instagram. She asks... How do you deal with hate or criticism coming from teachers or peers or vice versa? By vice versa, I mean how do you deal with when people don't, when you don't like a person but have to work with them? I think it's case on case basis. For the first uh, part of that question, um, teachers and I guess peers, you would say, for other, for other students, you kind of have to think about the situation you're in. Um, and then relate that to whether it's, like, beneficial or just plain hurtful. Because if a person just comes up to you and says, hey, um, you're being obnoxious or something, most of the time that's just plain rude. They're just being rude. Or if, but, like, when it's a situation where they're genuinely trying to, like, get you to, like, be better and to, it's not, like, meaning to be hateful 
if you get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, we talked about this in the last take, uh, where we're talking about whether or not the criticism is valid or not, and... I feel like this audio take will be shorter, just because we got the gist of what we were trying to say. Yeah, in the last one. But you all will never know that. <laughs> How unfortunate. But, yeah, in the last take we talked about um, whether or not criticism is valid or not, and how when you receive it from anyone, whether or not you like them, or whether they like you, whether it actually applies to you, and whether or not you should do something to change it. So when you... Yeah, because if you just, if you just, if you're, if you just don't like a person that you're working with, you can't just be like, I don't like you. Like... You might say that in your head, like I do to the people I don't like, but like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't just say it out loud when you're, like, working on a project or something. Yeah, I think I have, like, a much shorter uh, example than the last one that I did, but um, in history... Uh, Remember, fake, fake names. Fake this names. girl I sit next to, um, she, like, in the middle of us, like, talking at the table... I was being sarcastic, and she was like, my sarcasm is, like, so shitty, and I should stop. And it really made me, like, reconsider who I, like, do that with, and who has the patience to, like, take it, and who knows when I'm joking. And just made me reevaluate how I interact with other people. And that's what you have to look. I can see like why some people like would some, yeah sometimes it could be hurtful like if somebody just blend out and said that to me i'd be like taken aback a little bit you know it'd be like well that was like out of nowhere but like it was i i i was like it i was like i didn't even think i said anything i was like it was like one of like a short like sarcastic i was like whoa or something like that and she was like oh that's really shitty and you should stop and it really made me like reconsider how I interact with people. Yeah, and, and that depends on, like, the context, too. Like, what would the conversation about? Like, everything Everything is based on the situation. You can't, you can't just not take the context out of the example. And, like, your example is great because, well, yeah. Because <laughs> you're saying that, like, they gave you criticism, but it was, like, so blunt and, like, like, confusing that you were, like, hold up a second, like, what did I do that deserved that, like, comment to be said to me? Like, right. you have to, you have to think about the situation you were in, and then what, and then to decide whether that was, like, meant to be, like, Good criticism, or just plain like aggressive. Yeah, if I feel like if someone's ragging on you for something that doesn't even apply to you, I don't give it any energy at all. I but that does take some like insight into yourself. You have to pay attention to how you act around people and how it's affecting other people. Because me and Isaiah are pretty, like, we're we're pretty like most of the topics that we're we'll probably speak about will probably be like on the same idea like wavelength but the, yeah on, on the same wavelength because we're like pretty similar in our beliefs but that's that's how we think when people are more emotional than that like it's 
hard to like decide for something someone you don't know. Yeah, just that's why um, I mentioned this also in our last take of <laughs> recording this question, but um, pick up on vibes, especially after getting um, criticism like that. I I really had to make sure I did my work in that group in a way to where I wasn't bothering anyone or or bothering her in a personal way to make her feel uncomfortable anymore. After like after getting criticized, I made sure I stayed more aware of how I was interacting with everyone and that I wasn't the cause of someone being uncomfortable. And and sometimes that's hard for people to, like, actually, like, take into account their actions. Like, some people are just, like, they, no holds barred. They just go off with whatever. And they yeah, don't just, even take into what they're saying. Just, just really think about that. I feel like if you're getting criticism and it's valid, as you, well, that's what you will determine, like, after, like, looking into yourself and looking how this actually applies to you and how yeah. it's affecting other people, then that's when you, like, do further actions and changing your behavior and stuff like that. But, I mean, if it's, like, some BS and, like, they're just giving you shit, I mean... Yeah, so if it's so obviously BS, then, like... Shrug that chef off, you know? Yeah. Just let it, uh, what you say last time, uh, let it roll over roll your shoulder. Roll off your back. Yeah, roll off your back. Um, and then, working with people you don't like... Uh, just just hate them on the inside. <laughs> unless unless they don't understand the vibes. If they if they can't pick up on social cues, like a person I know, they can't pick up on social cues. Then I like you're how you're like continuously giving it. shade to this person. That was okay. This is the first time in this take. Now in the last take, <laughs> okay, I would have ranted, but okay, you just have to understand that there's going to be people you don't like and if you're working with them you have to be flexible and consider your work work ethic before your own opinion but like social cues are like very important but don't don't let don't let that stop you from um I guess it's like yeah that's that's that depends on the situation like don't let that stop you from um getting like run over I feel like yeah some people don't, bite don't let them walk all over you. yeah some people bite their tongue especially in situations of like working together and sometimes that extra creative uh opinion or whatever is needed to steer your stuff in the right direction um but disliking someone shouldn't alter your ability to um, not be able to work with someone, and although that may be hard, and I know a lot of people who have, like, thin patience, that's just something, you know, we need to work on. Um, we can go to the next question. Hopefully that helped. I'm see. Yeah, hopefully that was very helpful. Um, our next question comes from, actually, a close friend of mine from Instagram, um, she asks, uh, do you think that soulmates and or true love exist? 
If so, do you think it's worth waiting for, or should a person be open to the idea that there's no one? I like I like the last part. Open to the the idea that there's no one. I think we we mentioned this in our last take. We're gonna talk about our last take a lot because it was so good. It was so on the but, point. We, we we killed this question. Too bad that audio sorry is to the corrupted. viewers, like <laughs> or um, listeners. We're gonna be talking about this. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about this for a little bit. Um, we mentioned that as like. As they said, the there's no one person. We have those experiences with other people to like grow as a partner in a relationship. And once you find a person that you can grow continuously with, then it becomes um, you can't see viewer uh, listeners can't see, but <laughs> I am moving my hands a lot. Um, to illustrate this point, but a, a relationship has to be open to growing and open to conflicts and um, arguments and um, uh, barriers or stuff like that to become better suited to the person you're with so that they're better suited to you so that you grow into the love because I just, I don't think that, like, soulmates, I think soulmates are made and not just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, I think last time um, our main point was us defining what a soulmate was. And I think we pinned that down to a person you can grow with. Relationships and our interactions with other people are like, by nature designed to allow us to grow and evolve as people. And as in most relationships, like, especially in high school, we see people grow apart as they further, like, go down this path of life, you know? And when you find yourself being able to grow with a person and still being able to maintain the level of intimacy or whatever you've built up with this relationship and you guys still are able to compliment each other I think that's when you know you found uh, your soulmate yeah. and I, I think and that actually extends over to just basically relationships period to be honest yeah and didn't they mention they said something about waiting I don't think you should wait around for like a singular person yeah you have to have some experiences for a relationship to work Unless the person you're in the relationship with is very, like, understanding to your circumstance. Wait, are you suggesting because, that while they're in a relationship, they're also waiting for someone else better to come no, along? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you shouldn't expect your first relationship to be a soulmate. You shouldn't wait for a soulmate. You shouldn't be like... Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the the one, you know? Like, and I'm not talking about, like, virginity, because that's a social construct. <laughs> but, um, we're not talking about that right now. Um, but I think you, you should have, like, you should actively, like, have relationships. So if you see someone you like, and you, you think, oh, there's potential to become, like, something more, 
work to it. Like, take those steps. You don't have to be, like, sitting and waiting for the person you, like, see out or to, on the other side of the classroom and be like, that's the one. Yeah, I think it's not a big... be, like, a movie. <laughs> I think a big misconception that people have is that relationships are not developed by work. I think that... Some, some just expect to be in love. And you, that, you... that's... It's no. it's something it's something you work towards. Bro, what are you doing? I'm do what are you doing? Oh my I'm god. I'm this. recording a podcast. Move. Oh my god. Get 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 See? Trials and tribulations. This is what <laughs> we have to go through for this podcast. So probably, <laughs> hopefully, God I hope so works. Our main point of this is that you can't just expect your soulmate to come anywhere. You have to establish. Yeah, sorry about this. We're gonna talk. We have to establish relationships with people, and that works on like deciding whether what you like in people or not, and that helps you find your perfect person. And then I said, um, whether it was a good thing or not to embark into a romantic relationship with someone who you have barely barely any information any like any prior relationship platonic or not i don't know maybe i was hearing it wrong you have sometimes you have to take chances yeah and other times it's you have to have more information and they they know i've been telling them this just just go for it i think a lot of people especially when it comes to this you get too much in your head and who knows you might be surprised with um the outcome of some what you do with yeah. some people. Like, what we're saying is we're, we're more logical people, but human interactions are so, like, I'm either logical based. or, like, complete emotional simp. It's like, there's no in-between. I'm like... Do you truly know what simp means? It's, um, like a guy who Please overvalues women. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. If anybody wants to tell us that we're using simp wrong, that's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm using the right. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Okay, anywho. Um, but, yeah, like, we see that, I see this as, like, a logical interpretation. Now, people do have, like, miraculous relationships where they've been together since middle school. And, but those are your, like, one in a millions. I mean, even those relationships. But you, but you also, but you also can't write them off. Even because it's just, it's just fate is so like weird, and we don't even know if fate exists. We're like, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I feel like even with those relationships, at some point you question whether or not this is the right person for you because all you've ever but if experienced you don't have those is ideas, them. Then you can't grow from it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's all about growth. Eventually, you're gonna grow into something else and you're going to question whether or not this is the same thing you want and when you're able to grow and still remain with that person i think that's when you find your soulmate yeah i think i got off topic somewhere in there anyway yeah, yeah that's pretty that's, that's what i think that's that's a thing that's what we're talking about um, re, re, we reiterate a lot but i hopefully they can understand where we're coming we're gonna from. have to cut a whole bunch of that out in post yeah <laughs> Okay, um, do you have another question, or is that it? Um, is it morally... This is from, um, Mother Trucker from Yahoo, yahoo.com. Oh, good times, uh-huh. 
is it morally and or ethically wrong to process or recycle dead human beings? With ah, if, now see, now if see we as a society were to process the dead into things like dog feed, dog food, or fertilizer, is instead of like letting them go to waste in cemeteries, would we accept fireballs as rain? What? what? Okay, that last part is kind of hallucination. Okay, but we'll just we'll just take the beginning part of it. I don't want to be turned into dog food. I'm gonna just okay, put that out listen, there right but, now. <laughs> but, but listen though. But listen though. Um, I don't think we should turn them into dog food, just because uh we don't want animals to get used to that taste, and also I don't think that's very ethically or morally right. Now for fertilizer and stuff like that, haven't we're running out of space to bury people? Did you know that cemeteries are running out of space to bury people? America's running out of space. We're putting people on top of people, and we're also reusing burial sites. Like, cemeteries are taking people out of the coffin that's been there for, like, a while, and then putting in a new person. Oh, so, like, oh, this person's family's all dead. We might as well just get rid of them. No one's going to come to visit this anyway. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> basically. But in, a, in a very basic sense, yes. But that's, but the people who choose to, like, turn into, like, cadavers for, like, science or to become... Should we make this, like, mandatory? You gotta, you gotta give away your body to science when you die. Well, but we've become so attached to the idea of burial. But, and burial is really toxic to the earth because of embalming fluid that eventually... It's just going to be hard to continue the practice of, um, not cemeteries in a, in a whole idea, but like, but burying our dead. Because if we want to like give them back to the earth, why would we coat them in a subject and the substance and ha put them in a wooden box that'll just deteriorate? That's just there for like show, you know. True. I, like I, you can have you can have the whole like well, I don't know like viewing if you can view a person when they're dead without embalming fluid, but like you can be there's so many alternatives to burial that I feel like it's just not the logical choice anymore. I also like the idea of um, trees. Yeah. Haunted forest. Make me turn that's... into a tree. Yes, make me turn into a tree, and then I'll be a ghost tree, and then. That's what like our semi like. If I'll we be... were to completely <laughs> stop burying people, I feel like it'd be so much more. Now, what they're talking about, like the dog food, is kind of weird. Why would I you make human it'll... dog food? I think it's. I think they were just using that as like a, a dumb example. Hopefully, just because. Then it'd be weird if our dogs get used to the taste of human flesh, and you also don't know. Where oh, what that if it's like has been? a dog apocalypse? They get a taste of human flesh, and now they're hungry for more. And then we gotta fight See, our dogs. See, here's your logical <laughs> side coming out. But I mean, it, I mean, sure, like, but you can also. It's like weird to like think about like feeding a living being a human because like. They're a living being, and you don't know where that person's been. 
but if we're talking about like trees and diamonds and like those type type of things or like ashes I don't know how harmful ashes are but I don't they know. put those in the ground I thought you'd take that home ashes yeah you you either keep them or you spread them somewhere and a lot of people spread them at Disneyland which I think is weird because honestly all they do is just vacuum it up that's yeah it is kind of weird right why would you want to just imagine like <laughs> you're taking your kids to Disneyland and like just a puff of but, smoke like hits a little Billy in the face what's that and it's like someone's remains all over your kid's face Mm-hmm. It's all in your ice cream, you, and now you just your Mickey Mouse shaped um, waffle <laughs> is just covered just... in powder that you think was sugar, but it wasn't. It's... It really wasn't to me. It's it's actually um, it's actually an old man. Also, I question the burning. What is it called? I we just said it. Cremation. Yeah, because who? If you're not gonna spread them or use them for something. Cause I know that sounds weird. If you're not they gonna just, like spread them, it's to take your your like it's, your it's buddy weird, home. Though. It's weird though. How is it you weird? Know how many, you, it's like do having. Do you know how many? Listen. Do you know how many vases filled with um, human ashes remains are in like Goodwills and stuff? Because the person who had those beloved died, and then all their like belongings got spread out, but nobody knew that this. Little unsuspecting vase. Oh, here's a nice vase. Someone put flowers in it, and then you go in. Opens and it up it's, and dust. It's it's old people. It's dead people in your vase. That's I I reckon that's how people get like hauntings in their house. Like some unsuspecting white person will go and get a vase from the thrift store, and put flowers in in it, and now you got a old man or woman haunting you because you just like desecrated their entire body but that's the but isn't it dumb just to expect that you're gonna have someone ashes forever you're not gonna pass those down to your children are you why not and they're okay say it's your grandpa <laughs> spread my body a grandpa the that they've never met down to them i mean maybe would you would you want your kids like you, is, if, is your family just gonna have a collection of your ancestors ashes it's just gonna be like oh this is my grandma and then this is timmy he didn't survive it's like before. on coco and they have the, the, okay, the coco they... has pictures they don't but keep ashes why That's don't they keep Mexican... ashes but could could they because they bury their people which also not great but still it's a movie um, what if we bury them they, with they're... biodegradable casket but also the embalming fluid still is gonna mess up the earth why do they do that? That's like preserving the the body for the funeral, right? Yeah. To make them look, quote unquote, alive, whatever. Or like... It's still pretty dead. Good. Yeah. And to stop them, like, from smelling. I don't know, my dear guy. But I don't think burying is logical anymore. I think we have to evolve from that because we don't have any more <laughs> trees, basically. And we're running out of space from cemeteries so why not just turn your loved one into a tree or turn them into and you can turn them into a rock like literally you can turn them into a diamond and you can pass that down no child wants ashes as a <laughs> here, here 
my dying wish. Uh, here, take take your grandfather. Take, take your family heirloom. It's um, ashes from your last sixty-seven relatives. Um, what if you just mix them up into a big pot? Like eventually. What are you, what are you gonna do with it? Tell me what you're gonna do with it. Don't keep it, and it will look nice. You put it over the like fireplace. I saw this video on TikTok, and the, it's very Vine energy. And it's like, this person is, like, going through a box, and the person's next to them. And the person's, like, looking at the box, too. They put something down, and then they reach into the box, and they're like, oh, this is a nice. And they open it, and they smell it. And they're like, what is this? They're like, oh, I love candles. They grab it, they open it, they smell it. And they're like, what is this? What smell is this? And then the person's like, those my those are my grandma's ashes. And then the person's like, "What?" So maybe like, they sm- what, what so, are you going to do with them? What so maybe they smell nice. Ashes uh, are ashes. My I would like to sniff my grandma's sense. ashes. No. When she passes away, like just to get like a good whiff of that good grandma's But think smell, about how disrespectful know? it is to the memory of a person that like you're going to turn them into ashes. You're going to keep them for maybe like however old the person is you can keep them from like maybe 10 years old and then you that person's gonna die whoever has them nobody's gonna ever know that their ashes were there and then it boom it's gonna be either in a goodwill or thrown in trash hey everyone isaiah here i just want to thank you guys for listening to the episode Actually, we still don't really have a clear idea of what we want to do for this podcast. So we want to hear from you guys. Um, You can send us uh, questions, hypothetical or regular, or any other ideas that you think we should do for future episodes. We're thinking of possibly doing um, some review stuff. uh, And you can send us these ideas to the Making Sense of What If Instagram. or hit me and Kaylee up directly. I'm at uh, Champion Charlie Brown on Instagram, and Kaylee is at ItBKBay. And we'll see you in the next one. Thank you guys.